becoming a ghost town out there in the pinball podcasting world. Where is everybody going? Where are the episodes? It's like me and the poor man's pinball podcast and, and one pinball show from Zach Many and, and Dennis. Well, happy belated birthday to Mr. Zach Many, by the way. If you didn't wish him one, it's too late. Zach, happy birthday, brother. Okay, so on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, I'm going to interview someone who's going to tell you a story about buying a pinball machine that is crazy. You just have to listen to it. I've never heard anyone go through this just buying a pinball machine. His name is Drew. I think you're going to enjoy it. I don't think you're going to expect where it goes and where it ends up, but crazy, crazy, crazy. Anything else going on in the pinball world? Jack Danger, the man himself, streamed Spooky Pinball's Rick and Morty. So if you haven't seen a good stream of Rick and Morty, go check out Dead Flip's stream of the game. It's great. Jack was on the machine for hours. Now, I'll say this. I'll say this. I spoke to Jack after the stream, and he said this game is just so addictive. Out of all the games in his lineup, he keeps going back to Rick and Morty and just can't get enough of it. And you can tell it's the kind of game where if you're really good at pinball, which Jack is, that it, it, it sort of just pulls you in. It's not super easy. He was able to hit that upper loop shot. He was. Someone made a gif of him hitting it twice in a row and then hitting the garage shot. But I will say this. The ball did rattle around a lot. But Jack said that when you really dial it in, the game is very enjoyable. But everyone who's watched Rick and Morty, if you watch the stream of the game, the thing people are talking about is not the shot geometry. It's not the mechanisms in the game. In fact, every time I watch this game, I feel like another mechanism is removed from it. There's like no mechs in this game whatsoever. There are like no toys in this game whatsoever. There's nothing really to pinpoint and say, wow, did you see what they did there? Other than the incredible like integration and fun factor and personality of this game. This game is like... It's like a girl you know that you just always want to hang out with every day and you can't quite put your finger on why you like are so excited about her. It's not it's not like she's stunningly attractive. It's not her wardrobe, it's not her jokes. It's just just something about the addictive quality of this game and that's what Rick and Morty is. And 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 it's a girl with a expletive R-rated vernacular because this game curses at you. And it's, I, I, think, I think the easiest way to describe it, it just feels like a game that's got the best call-outs and the best light show of any pinball machine ever wrapped in a great theme. I will never, in a million years, I will never go to bat and tell you that this is the ultimate world under glass. I will never go to bat and tell you that this layout is spectacular. I will never go to bat and say the art package is out of this world. But what this machine does right it does so damn right. What it does wrong, you can live with. I don't think there's anything in this game that says, no, because of that, I won't buy it, okay? So definitely go check out that Dead Flip stream. Stern has new code coming out, 0.88 today of Stranger Things. I care about this, 0.88. That's it. I don't even care. Like these like slow burns to finish a game. And I put something sarcastic up on Jared's Facebook page because he's like, new code today, point Z. It's like 0.88.0. And I'm like, oh my God, Stern, you did it. You got 0.88 code out there on a game that's been out for four months and we're still a long way away from the game being finished. I'm so sick and tired of the celebration 
by the Stern fanboys and the Stern army as they celebrate the fact that the game they bought four months ago is still not done, but is closer to being done. What a moment. What a glorious moment of celebration, Stern Pinball. You once again succeeded in selling grown adults toys that are not complete. And they will be maybe within a year. It's pathetic. I really do think it's pathetic. At least the other manufacturers out there are shipping games with code. Now, now, talking about shipping games with code, we know there's a machine that is built. We know there is a machine that has been brought to a trade show. Where's Hot Wheels? Why, if Hot Wheels, this is what I don't get. If Hot Wheels is for sale by distributors, why hasn't American Pinball given Hot Wheels to a streamer like Jack Danger to show the game off to the world? Order banks are open. Distributors will take your money. We know they have working machines. I am challenging American Pinball to do this. I think they're stalling. I think they're stalling. Mr. Joe Balser and Mr. Josh Kugler will be appearing on Christopher Franchi's super duper awesome, spectacular, extra extraordinary pinball show, the next show they air. So there's that. You know, I offered to go on that show. They won't let me on it. They won't let me on the show. It seems there's, for some reason, one of their members does not like Canada. It's not Mr. Franchi. Him and I get along. That, now you got a 50-50 guess on who. It, I don't even know what I did. I don't even know what I did to the guy. What, do I rub people the wrong way? Does Canada like, does, does he annoy people in pinball? I don't get it. I'm such a nice guy. Anyway, let's air this interview. I think you'll enjoy it. Everyone, this has been episode like 478. We're still going to do shows. We're still going to entertain you. Enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. I want to welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast a person out there who's had a very interesting pinball experience that I've never heard before on any pinball podcast, Drew Sloan. Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going as good as I guess it can go right now. How are you doing? Are you surviving the the pandemic lockdown? Where are you at? What state? What's your situation? I'm fortunate enough where... I still have an income and I, I understand that some people don't, but I, I'm definitely not one of those, you know, hooray for me and forget everybody else. So it's, it's concerning, but you know, we're trying to make the best of it, I guess, you know, what state are you in? I'm on Long Island. Okay. So you're, you're, you're near me. You're, you're, you're on the Long Island Expressway, which is usually a parking lot is now, now the new Fast and the Furious racetrack. All I hear are exotic cars going around New York City these days. It's a car lover's dream time. It's definitely odd because you're so used to the traffic just as a norm. I can tell you this, it's definitely picked up. I, you know, would speak to my mother who's out of state. And I would say last week and, and a little before the expressway, when, when I was traveling on it, I would see maybe two, three cars ahead of me, two, three cars behind me. Whereas now I, I do start to see some volume, but definitely nowhere near what, right. you know, what it was. Well, and because this is not called Canada's Expressway podcast, let's talk pinball. So Drew, you hit me up because you had something happen to you that, that I teed up already that that I've never heard happen to anyone who is buying a pinball machine. I, I want you to just tell this story because I, I think it's it's a really eye-opening tale. And do you want to just take it away? Should we start at sure. the, let's yeah. start at the beginning because let, let's let people tell it as it happened. Sure. I mean, just a little background without giving too much information. 
I, I buy and sell pinball machines. I typically look for machines that are broken or non-working or non-shopped and try to buy them at a lower rate and sell them at a higher rate. It's part of the business. So typically the phone call that I would get is, you know, my brother has a whitewater it's in his basement. It doesn't work. Or I have this machine and, you know, it turns on, but it does this, it does that. That's 99.9% of my phone calls is, is that type of scenario. And when I first got this phone call, um, it was the first time anyone had called me offering a, a new inbox pinball for sale. Being someone who consider myself in the business, I'm not one of the big dogs usually average say 40 machines a year so I, I do it for half a living and where do people find you where, where like how would someone know that that you're a guy who's trading in pinball um i mean i, I have a facebook page I, you know i have a following a lot of word of mouth there are a lot of people who i found want a machine but they're scared they are scared because if you know they buy it and then something happens and 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 then what do i do so i i typically always in the surrounding area i you know tell my customers that listen just just give us a call it's you know it's not a problem when i do get people from outside my area i let them know look eventually you may need some maintenance you might want to find a local guy okay um but i try to bulletproof my machines as much as possible and and i found that a lot of people have kind of come back or referred where they've had a good experience and they were like you know so and so gave me your number and kind of kind of like that i guess um we do advertise you're 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 known and so you get a phone call and someone wants to sell you a new inbox machine does that happen very often never 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 and it was it was actually another guy who i kind of work with he has a website and they must have found him online because they called him. He then had called me. He's a little bit older. He's not, he'll do repairs, but he's done kind of holding games and, and doing all that. So he kind of referred him. Yeah. What was the machine that they wanted to sell you new in box? Uh, well, initially, um, the phone call, I believe they had said a Munsters and a, and a Beatles. And I kind of, told them i don't really know what you could really give them to me for for me to be interested in but then it kind of the conversation grew from there where it was like well, what else do you have and it, it you know then turned into well iron man and ghostbusters and jurassic park and there seemed to be kind of a variety now my alarm initially went off when i hear new in box because it never happens the thing that threw me off were the prices were not that great. So initially, knee-jerk reaction, are they stolen? That's the first question that I'm going to think of. But when I hear the price that he's offering, my my analysis of the situation is this is not a stolen price. Somebody who you know has stolen these wants to get rid of them, you're going to get them for a lot cheaper. And that wasn't the situation at all. So, How much was he asking for the titles that made you feel that way? Um, initially... He was at 4500 for a pro, and I, I kind of told him it's really not for me. I mean, and, and then he, he came down. So it, it, it ended up getting down to around 4000 3700 around there, which is a pretty good price. And that's for Munsters or 
Iron Man. Uh, that was pretty much for any pro, any pro version. So he's like, I got any pro Stern for thirty-seven to four thousand. Okay, so this and and that, that's where it ended up after haggling and back and forth, and no, right. I'm not interested. Okay, that kind of stuff. So then, what happens next? Then, and this was the this was the real head scratcher because I went and picked up two games. I did not have one single problem. The guy was super nice. Um, the machines were as described, opened them up. They were perfect, no issues. And I thought, okay. And just kind of a little side note, this was kind of happening as the coronavirus was, was just starting to kind of break out. So my, another part of my thinking was, I know what this guy's doing. He's trying to liquidate pinball machines and get cash because of the fear of what's coming. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and I, I, it kind of warped it in my head where I was like, well, he's probably a distributor and he can't sell them for cheap because all the other distributors aren't going to like them. So he's trying to find a way to liquidate inventory. Okay. So you pick up two games successfully. Which two games do you buy from this gentleman? Uh, Ghostbusters Pro and an Iron Man Pro. And games are as described, new in box, and you're feeling good. And wh where is this guy located? Well, I don't know. According to him... The games were near Albany, and he said that he would have. He never showed up. He said, I, "I'll send you know one of my guys down," which I did. It was a rented U-Haul truck. Guy came down, so it, it's tough. He he could be from near the Albany area. I do know not to kind of disclose too much, but I I do know that there are other people that have gotten taken the same way that that I did, and to kind of get into it further, I guess the. You know, the next step was basically this guy. But Drew, before you go on, so just to, so people listening, so you buy two games, you arrange for two games, the U-Haul comes down to Long Island to sell you these two games and they're there. And that's how it went down at the beginning. That's how it went down at the beginning. No problem. So then what happens next? Next, I, I, I'm kind of getting text messages from the initial guy I spoke to and he, you know, was telling me, well, I'm looking for someone to take a lot of machines told them initially, I don't have any problem with that, but I just met you. I said, so let's start with two and then we'll go from there. So we had had a deal set up for around close to about $50,000. And at the last minute, because of the coronavirus, I, I pulled the plug on it and said, can't do it. How many games were in that $50,000. You went from two <laughs> games, which is a roughly around eight grand to 50,000 next. Well, this, this was support, you know, Willy Wonka collector's edition, uh, Willy Wonka's limited edition. <sighs> what else was in the list? Uh, Elvira premium. So right. there was kind of, so the value was there, but Drew, I got to ask you as the coronavirus is starting to become part of culture and the pending potential shutdowns and stock market crashes, what are you doing pumping 50 grand into pinball machines? Why aren't, what, what, do you know something we don't know? That's why I kind of came to my senses and said, I'm not doing this. Okay. Um, I did have another person in with me on it. So there was two of us and it was kind of like, you take this one, I'll take this one, you take this one, I'll take this one. But st even, even if you cut it in half, pumping 25,000 in, it just, it kind of, I looked around and said, this is not the time to do this. And, and Drew, just so I know, your plan, if you uh, if you acquire these games, is to do what with them? Is it to sell them for a little bit more and make some money, or is it to keep them? Like what 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 do you need with all these games? I planned on keeping the Elvira because I played it and and I kind of liked it. 
Um, and what was the know, price for Elvira that you can't just go to a distributor and get it without any anxiety? Uh, on that particular deal, it was, I believe, just over four for an Elvira premium. Yeah, which is Red Flag City, no? A little bit, I guess, because of the volume. I figured, and again, we didn't start there. It was, you know, listen, I, I'm taking this amount. It was a lot of haggling and and, and teeth pulling and and saying no and back and forth on the price. So, okay. So th- this this big deal falls through, and then what happens next? You you meet somewhere in the middle with a deal? No, basically, he he kind of kept on me, and I just kept kind of blowing him off. And then the way that it worked out is kind of struck up another deal, but nowhere near as large. And, and the way that I kind of had it set up was I was really only getting two games. So, and I had one of them pre-sold. So I had a customer who said, if you get this, I will buy it. So now the risk factor goes down because you, you're getting one game, you have it sold, profit's there. And even if you're sitting on another one, no big deal. What were the games? What were the games that one you had sold? One was the, the Elvira Premium and the other one was, um, it might have been, I believe, Jurassic Park. Okay. And so then what happens? So we kind of, again, we re- renegotiate, we, we get to a price. It's nowhere near the, near the deal that we had, but it's kind of like, okay, whatever. And this time we were told well, if you want the games, you this is where you have to go. And it was up near Albany. It was, I believe, Water Valette. Okay. So you got to come his way. Correct. And how much is this deal now? From 50000 to how much money? This deal was, I believe it was, yes. It had, mm, yes, 16000 Okay. For how many games? Um, four. Either sixteen or 20. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was 23,000 and I believe it was four games. Four games. Okay. And and you got to go north to get them. Okay. So, and then what happens? You you Which, and a friend are going in on this and you're going up north? Yeah, we take a ride. To me, no big deal. I've driven, you know, Long Island, Pittsburgh, Long Island, Maryland to go an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was. Uh, Might have been a little longer, but regardless, piece of cake. So we head up and uh, we go to meet again i'm you know i I get from the guy i spoke to i'm sending one of my guys well no big deal because you told me that last time and everything was fine so show up and i i I did when i got there and i I kind of assessed the situation i had i i was starting to kind of figure out what was going on and by the time my brain put it together it was a little bit too late walk us through this like what what happens where do you where are you meeting is it a parking lot like what do you pull up to when you get to we the spot up to a and i looked it up before i went it was like a storage house it had big giant garage doors like you know not like a house garage door but you know like you'd see on like a firehouse almost like a a warehouse place that you might find a pinball machine right uh it was not like a regular house it was not so that's what we pull up to and the guy is telling us back to trailer up to the door okay and when things really went wrong in my mind was when the guy said, well, I just need to make sure the money is correct. And he said this before we even went in the building. And that that immediately was like, wait a second. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you think I'm here to stiff you? Like, And as I started to now ask questions, I think they realized their plan was going wrong 
and they both pulled out two guns and basically had held us up at gunpoint to take our cash. What is going through your mind at that point as, as these guys are pointing two guns at you during a pinball deal? <laughs> yeah, so um, I have a tendency to remain very calm during stressful situations. I was able to size up that these guys were young and that they were actually, believe it or not, nervous. What, were the, what was their appearance? What was their demeanor as this thing was going down? I mean, as we first showed up, it was just kind of, hey, how's it going? It was, you know, nothing really, nothing really jumped out. Um, as they pulled out the guns, the one kid that I saw screaming, get back, get back, get back. And he's kind of yelling at me. And I'm standing there. And in, in, in the next breath, he's asking me for the money. Okay. So I'm trying to tell him because I'm now out of the vehicle. I said, I can't get back and get you the money at the same time. The money's in the vehicle. So they, you could tell they, they, they were nervous. I mean, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but they were, it, it almost made me feel like, I don't want to say it was their first time doing it, but they were just very on edge. And, and that made me a little nervous because my thinking is, I don't want this kid to do anything stupid. Like I'm remaining calm. You want money? It's okay to be a little nervous when someone's pointing a freaking gun at your head as you're trying to buy a pinball machine. Have you ever had a gun pointed at you before? Um, no, no. Most people haven't. I'd be beyond nervous if someone had a gun at my head screaming, get back. And so what happens then? You, you go back in the, 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 is the money in the truck at this point? The money is in the truck. Thankfully, we had had our money separated. So the guy that I was with handed him his envelope, and once they saw the cash, they ran. Okay, so they grabbed that so, and run, and how much was in that envelope? How much was in that envelope? So that 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 was 16000 and then I had another eight or so. So that's where the, the total numbers might have been muddy in the beginning, but the total was around you know 24000 or so. So he gave him his envelope. They saw cash. They ran. And that was pretty much the the end of it. You guys gave him the wrong envelope. Well, yeah, I you know, I know. Like, but my, you the guy like, I was with, he didn't know where my money was, so he just said, "That's all I got." Well, and look, this is crazy. I mean, like nobody wants to have their life on the line to buy pinball machines, and. So what I'm curious about, what happens next? I mean, are you guys on the phone to 911 right away? Like, what, what did you guys do? I, I had told the guy I was with, you know, we need to call the police. He kind of just wanted to go home. He wanted nothing to do with it. Um, I ended up phoning the police the next day. I then turned to him because of the amount of money he lost and because he is also a friend. I said, look, I said, you lost 16 I said, I'll give you eight, and then that way we're both down 8,000. It makes it a little even. You wouldn't be here without me. Kind of makes it no one wants to lose 8,000. But, you know, I, I didn't want to turn to him and be like, oh, well, that sucks. They got your money. Oh, well, see ya. I mean, I can imagine this guy, that's post-traumatic stress. I, I, I can't imagine. I, I'm, I understand why he's like, I want nothing to do with this. I never want to relive this moment. Like, it's probably one of the most, the worst moments of his life. And yeah. I know calling the cops is hard. And, and when you are assaulted or you are robbed, there is a reaction by victims to not want to deal with it. And so you right. called the cops and, and then what happens there? Well, I mean, I kind of told them what happened. And, and I said, if nothing else, it's one thing about the pinball community is it is a small community. Um, so in coming on your show, talking about it, 
first and foremost, just to warn anyone else, if you if you get a phone call like this, if if something like this happens to, you know, definitely <laughs> err on the side of caution and to know that this is what's happening around the Albany, New York, you know, Long Island area. So, Drew, I have to ask, I have to ask, I mean, who who is this guy that sold you two games legitimately and then on the second sale, he's got his guys holding you up at gunpoint? Yeah. So my best analysis of the situation, um, because he did from the very beginning, I kind of went through my text messages and very early on, he said, I'm looking for someone to spend up to 60,000 or whatever his message was. But do you know who he so, is? Like, is he a member of the community? I highly doubt it. If my guess is someone is a driver. Um, who was able to knock off a few people. I mean, obviously now I, I have a pretty good idea that they're probably stolen. Um, you know, so th- it has to be someone who's a driver or someone who you know, works in, in that end. I definitely don't take him as a pinball guy. Do you know, his, what, was his, what, what was his name that he gave you? Do you have his full name? I have his first name, but I could guarantee it's fake. Do you have his, can we put his number out on the air so nobody ever picks up yeah i mean we 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 can do that he he went by the name of mike he went by the name of mike now what's mike's number Uh, let's see if i can access it without losing you hold on one second you know if if you guys want to prank call this asshole at three in the morning (laughs) let's let's let this guy know interesting enough it is a 718 number which you know it's new york right number but the uh number is 718-737-3390 Okay. And that's not Hilton's number, right? No, it's not. I'm just joking. Um, so this is crazy. So you've never seen this guy. You, he says his name is Mike. First deal goes down. Second deal ends up with two guns pointed at you guys. And then after this deal, you know, I, I'm assuming you never hear from this guy again, right? When you're like, hey, that was great. Thanks for uh, sticking us up. <laughs> no, his, his phone was off. Uh, I, I haven't tried since, you know, whether it was a burner phone or he disconnected the number. Um, this is probably a pretty good chance. Uh, I did try to text him to see if he would respond, uh, which he did not. It's crazy that there were two legitimate games at the beginning. It's like, it's so crazy that, this guy's yeah. using pinball machines to hustle someone to a big score or a big robbery. I will tell you this. When I, I did talk to one of the detectives and I gave him some information asked because the, the question came up, how much does a pinball machine cost? And when I started talking about different games and what they go for, he was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And you're like, like no. you're like detective, a Pirates of the Caribbean collector's edition is $21,000. And he's just like, are you yeah, guys a yeah. bunch of effing losers? Like, yeah. so the, the cops are involved. Did you say, Drew, are the FBI involved? This guy's done this before. Where, where is it at right now? That, so this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're aware. I don't know how much information, you know, I sh- should be giving out now or, or shouldn't be, you know, as far as, uh, as you know, that's concerned. So do they feel like they know who it is? I mean, I don't want you to release sensitive information as, but do they, have they identified the, the individual or are they still looking? Um, I, 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 I think they're hot on the trail. Okay. And they, and this guy's done this before, right? They said that this, you're not the first. 
So the, the story I got was there was other people who um, someone had gotten taken for a Cactus Canyon. I, I don't know all the exact details. I, I'd heard a little bit about it. It doesn't really involve me, so I don't want to say too much. But um, right. that was the title that was attached to it. And apparently there, there are others. I know that these guys have contacted other people. And again, I, I don't think they realize how small the pinball world really is and that's why i figured if i could at least get the word out at the very least warn other people and you know not have them have to go through this because they're 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 preying on your desires if you will. absolutely i mean look it's they're taking advantage of someone's enthusiasm to buy an item that they really want which is pinball machines and What's crazy is if, if this happened to me, I think a lot of you out there who listen to the show, if this happened to any of us, I might never return to pinball. I mean, it's the mental anguish of having a gun pointed at you. And what's crazy about these robbers too, Drew, they didn't, they had no idea that you guys didn't have a gun inside your truck. If you're going to pull a gun on someone, there's a good chance they might use it because how do you know someone else is not going to protect themselves and, and that's why they were shaken too. I mean, this is, this is insane. I, 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 I'm glad we got the word out because I think a lot of the lessons from this deal, Drew, it's like don't do deals with people you don't know, which is like rule number one, right? And it's always, but we live in a, a world in which people have pinball machines all over the countries and many of us do do deals sight unseen. But if you're going to travel somewhere with cash, right? You got to yeah. be really careful. And, and the cop said, he goes, listen, he goes, next time this happens, because he, you know, I gave him a little bit of background about me. He said, look, call, call up the local police department and say, hey, listen, I'm buying a machine. I have a lot of money. Let them send a patrol. They're like, we don't, you know, there's a, you're not doing anything wrong. You're buying a pinball machine. Call up, ha have them send us, we'll send a squad car and we'll just sit and watch. That's really great advice. I, I don't think most people would think to do that, that you could basically yeah. get a police escort when you're about to drop 24k i mean the cops would make fun of you here's the thing though like i could see all these people doing it and then cops are just sitting there being like look at these out of shape white men trading <laughs> pinball machines for half of my annual salary what the <laughs> f am i doing wrong in life that's what they'd be witnessing 99 percent of the time um but that is great advice and so drew right now like walking away from this experience, has it deterred you at all? Are you just like, have you gotten over it? You seem like you're pretty cool for a guy who, who was staring <laughs> down a barrel of a gun to, to sell pinball machines. Yeah. I mean, I didn't always, I wasn't always into pinball. So I, I, uh, I grew up on Long Island and, uh, I kind of grew up running around the streets and, and I'm probably doing a lot of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Um, so it, it would take a little bit more than that to, to deter me. I've never, the worst experience I've had buying a pinball machine was one guy who quoted me one price. And then when I showed up after driving three hours, um, gave me a different price and, and the different price was not a lower price. No, no, Drew, dude, that is not worse <laughs> than having a gun pointed at your head no not, but but that's what i mean i mean I, I, it's, it's honestly um the experiences have have you know i've enjoyed them i've enjoyed people i've met and dealt with um and it's it's really been it, it's been good it really has i mean right. this is you know obviously a blemish but you know whenever you're dealing with 
a lot of money, there's always going to be someone out there looking to, to take advantage of it. Right. You know? And, and, and Drew, I want to thank you for coming on the show. And, and the reason we wanted to get the word out there is, is we want everyone to be careful. The, these are high priced machines. I think sometimes, and Drew, you get this, you know, we're, we like, we don't really think about when we're spending $8,000, $12,000, $50,000 for pinball deals, and it happens out there a lot, it's a lot of money. People yeah. will, and people will go to desperate measures to get their hands on your hard-earned cash. So if you're going to do a pinball deal, the you know make sure you do your due diligence because someone will someone will shoot you for four thousand dollars in this country. So it's it's not just the, the the big deals that you have to worry about. And take that advice. Be safe. Meet at a location you feel good about. Make sure you have background checks on people as much as you can. And, and Drew, any, any other final words? I mean, this is just, I, I, I've never heard anyone get held up. And that's why when you told me, I was like, we gotta, we gotta tell this story. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's a shame. It, it really is. But it's, it's like I said, it's looking back on it. Every other phone call has been like I described where, you know, oh, I have a cue ball wizard. It, it's at my uncle's house. I, I have this. It's at my father's house. I have this. You know, I have a, a whatever, whatever the game is. And, and, you know, I've had it for 10 years. I've had it for 15 years and they don't really use it anymore. By getting that phone call, my alarms, I'll put it to you like this. It, it, it won't happen again. Whoever this is knows the hobby. They know machines. It's not too hard. It's not too hard to, to acquire a list of games and a list of prices and understand a deal that seems really great, right? Those were those are incredible prices. And and that's another key takeaway for people. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And yeah. you really got to be careful. You know, next time maybe, you know, when someone pulls a gun, maybe push a Hot Wheels in front of them and they'll run away without taking any cash. They'll just <laughs> that could be a deterrent. Oh man, the American pinball fans are they're just going to they hate me so much. I won't stop. I won't stop. There's no loop de loops. Um, well, Drew, I'm glad to hear that you made it out okay. Is your friend doing all right? It sounds like he might have been more rattled than you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of checked up on him. We still kind of kept in touch. I, I think once the dust settles, you, you do get a little angry because the initial, I, mean, I can speak for myself, my initial response is losing $8,000 is nothing compared to my life, and you can have it. Fortunate to be in a situation where that's not going to bankrupt me and put me on the streets and, and and all that. But he probably was. I, I, I think, though, you do get to a point where you kind of go through a little anger and resentment. Um, Absolutely. You, you fit, you're violated. I mean, it, it, it is it is indescribable, the violation that happens when, when, you, when money is stolen. It's not like you were just stolen. There's a gun, everything. Your life is threatened. Your money is stolen. You don't get your goods. And then how long was the drive home, right? Hour and a half, two hour drive home when you've just the been- The drive home sucked. The drive home was very depressing um, because you're just sitting there in silence and, you know, reflecting on what the hell just happened. But, um, you know, listen, you, you take it as a lesson and, and you learn from it. If not, it's a complete and total waste. And that, that's really all you can do and, and be thankful that you didn't end up in a hospital or a morgue and, and try to learn from it. Absolutely. Well, Drew, thank you so much for joining Canada's Pinball Podcast. Are you a frequent listener of the show? Yes. Love, love the show, man. I love what you do. Um, I, I definitely listen as, as much as I can. Um, so keep up the good work. 
Thank you, thank you. Well, Drew, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, again, I'm sorry to you and your friend for having to go through this, uh, but everyone out there, be careful. I think this story might be an extreme example of what can happen, but we always need to be careful when we're handling large amounts of money and we're putting trust into people. I don't even, you know, Drew, I don't even trust people will give me the accurate conditions of their games when I'm buying sight unseen. That, that's a whole nother story. It's a yeah. whole nother story. And that's I just don't trust yeah. anyone. You know who I trust? Distributors. So if there's another lesson here, if you want a game, there are a bunch of honest, hardworking distributors out there who will get you a game without any threat of your life. So no deal that is too good will probably happen for you if you see $4,000 premiums out there. Okay, people? Well, Drew, thank you so much, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Ah!